up, wanna give me rattle Wanna pull me back behind the fence with the cattle Building your lenses, digging your trenches Put me on the front line, leave me with a dumb mind With no defenses, but your defenses If you can't stand to feel the pain, then you are senseless Since this, I've grown up some different kind of fire And when the darkness comes, let it inside you Your darkness is shining You are listening to X-Ray FM at KXRY Portland and KQAC HD3 Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM. Streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. Welcome to Casual Sex. I am Leslie Harper with a special uh, co-host. And I am Maurice Evans. Yes. Sex is an essential and essential. <laughs> it's an essential lean. <laughs> Sex is an essential and enlightening part of our lives. The goal of our show is to explore ideas, the way we limit ourselves, and the ways in which we can expand our understanding of sex, love, and relationships. You can join our discussion tonight by texting 971-220-5979, or you can give us a call at 503-233-9729. So, uh, Carrie Cohen is out tonight, which we're all sad about because we love her so dearly. But um, don't cry for too long because I happen to have one of my very favorite people in the studio with me, co-hosting. Oh, how sweet. Yeah, I am very sweet. Uh, so Maurice uh, it was here before. Some of you may remember him from um, a previous show. Uh, and Maurice is one of my dear friends and also one of my colleagues. And the reason why we wanted to get together, especially um, this month in December, is because December happens to be National HIV and AIDS Awareness Month. And actually World AIDS Day also happens in December. Uh, Maurice and I actually just um, a couple weeks ago and did an event for World AIDS Day uh, at the Oregon State Penitentiary, which was quite inspiring. Yeah, it was quite amazing yeah. uh, to have like about 60 guys um, actually show up for a AIDS Day, a World AIDS Day program and give up their time on the yard yeah, yeah. to listen to us, right? <laughs> it was really pretty amazing. Yeah. And, 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 and also just even the fact that because we know about um, the stigma of HIV and AIDS, it was pretty amazing to see a bunch of men in a state penitentiary um, throw caution to the wind, as it were, and show up for an event to honor and, and have more education and sign up for testing and sign up for programs. Right, right, right. Yeah. And be so attentive. Uh, oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I kind of ended up being the guest speaker that day. He didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. And I was totally off the cuff, but they were very attentive. Um but, uh, you know, me, and I can always talk about HIV, being a person who has lived with HIV for 34 years. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think, Leslie, I really, really want to raise the issue tonight about how 
um, difficult that may seem. Like people see me and they see me prospering and doing well, mm -hmm. but they don't see me in those down moments. You right. know, mm -hmm. when I'm really bearing that whole burden of being HIV positive, navigating all the stigma around it, that comes to me personally and, and then reflected it and trying not to take it personal. Right. But when you get at home and you're alone, mm -hmm. then you, you can't stop those thoughts mm -hmm. that come and, and those feelings. You know, you know what somebody may have said, and if if they said that to you, if they were being slightful, you know, if they right. were slighting you in some way, right? And then you get home and you're thinking about it, and then you couple that with the Christmas holidays, right? Uh, and the joy, joy, joy. And Thanks a lot. Sometimes you just don't even want to feel that joy, and then you go home and you close the door. And I'm just wondering if there's other people who are HIV positive out there that maybe even can relate to what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm like, sure there are. You know, like dealing with, you know, a chronic condition and having mm -hmm. to take meds every day mm -hmm. and, you know, having to deal with all of the ignorance that people can say, you know, about folks. Because and, and, oftentimes people don't know that I'm positive mm -hmm. and they may say things, you know. And, uh, and also, okay, so first of all, that sucks, right? Right. For you and, and just in general. But... I also think it's interesting that because you are, I mean, Maurice is a, uh, you know, first of all, as I, as I say often, tall, cool drink of water. He's a super fox, but also like extremely active and like doing a lot of things. Um, and I, and the way that I can empathize with that, Maurice, with what you experienced around that, um, and we've talked about this is, you know, living with a, a chronic mental health condition, the stigma, I think, tends to be similar, right? Yeah. Like, um, and we had this conversation just earlier today about this, and, and you might be able to relate to this to some extent. Um, I bet you will. Uh, we were talking about culture, the, the cultural piece in our class earlier today at work, and I and I was talking about um, mental health conditions, and I was talking about like being, you know, really depressed and living with PTSD, and and how when I was a kid, I was in the I think it was like thirteen, the first time I went to like a adolescent, you know, psych psychiatric ward. Mm -hmm. um, and I was suicidal and all these issues had come up. And when I walked in there, the first thing they did was they took away all of my personal belongings. They took away my makeup. They took away my hair products. They took away my clothing. So I was only allowed to wear scrubs. I couldn't put anything in my hair. I couldn't wash my hair. I couldn't use razors. I couldn't put makeup on my face, right? And they said to me, well, you'll have to earn these things back, right? You'll have to earn these back by oh. behaving in a certain way. And then in the almost kind of, you know, the same breath said to me, oh, but incidentally, you know, mental health issues are every bit as valid as physical health issues, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, huh, that's interesting. So in group, I said, well, I have a question for you. If mental health issues are every bit as valid as physical health issues, then I would like to know when do you think there has ever been a time that someone has gone into the hospital for cancer treatment and has had all of their belongings taken away from them until they can mimic the behavior of someone who doesn't have cancer. Hmm. Right? How did they respond to that? Oh, well, then all the people in my group were like, yeah, hey, wait a minute, right? And then I got sent to the quiet room as I did every single day. <laughs> every single day I had to go take timeouts in the quiet room because I was a rabble rouser. Yeah. But, but right, and, and then, so, and I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning this because I think it's really important because I think it's very similar to what you're talking about and I think this is all very connected. So then, you know, cut two years later in my 20s and I'm in the hospital again because I had overdosed on Xanax and a ton of alcohol 
And I woke up and intubated, and the there was a nurse who was, you know, this sort of craggy old older woman who I think fancied herself a tough love kind of, you know, old school nurse who told me I should be ashamed of myself for doing this to my mother, oh. right? And and it was interesting because I remember I remember thinking I couldn't really talk very well because I had been intubated and my throat was all messed up, but I remember thinking. Uh, I should be ashamed of myself. Don't you think I am? I just tried to murder myself. Right. <laughs> don't you? Don't you think I feel bad? Like, don't you think? Do you think that there's like some part yeah. of me? And, and that's where I can relate to because, like, you know, people. Uh, I, I especially hear a lot of heterosexual guys say, "Oh, if I found out that I had AIDS, I'd just kill myself." Right. Mm, really. Um, do you mm. think that I didn't think about that? Right. You know. Um, and, and how often I thought about that. Mm-hmm. Not even that part, but even you know, putting that on top of being a black gay man and, and mm-hmm. the stigma that goes with being, you know, gay. You've got multiple and layers yeah, of stigma. And, and all the stigma mm-hmm. and then you have to deal with it. And, and and for the most part I can deal with it. You know, you mm-hmm. see me in action. You I, know, I can deal with it. But mm-hmm. it is wearing. And, well, I, and mean, I guess maybe because like December is like the last month of the year, and so you've done this all year long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, the expectations yeah, are insane. To where it's weary. Uh, the yeah, it's the really holidays weary. offer and 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 sort of thrust upon us these <laughs> expectations that we're supposed to be a certain way. That we're supposed mm-hmm. to be secure. That we're supposed to be happy. That we're supposed to have family. That we're supposed to have all of these things, right? Um, and hold all that up like Atlas. Yeah. Yeah, and hold it all up like Atlas. And at the same time, we can we can we can know in in like various ways um, that we choose our family. That we can you know that there are various ways in which we are doing really well. But what's been conditioned in us is still there, yeah. you know. And so that's still going to come up for us, regardless of what our intellect tells us or you know the way that we process things on this you know one level. It can't really necessarily take away from what our sort of formative experience has been or what our gut level tells us we're supposed to be or where we're supposed to be, right? It's a, this is, it's a very sad time for a lot of people. And interestingly enough, I think for more people than not, it's a sad, it's a, it's a sad sort of reflective, difficult time, right? Yeah, and, and I think that's why we see like crimes rates and, you know, just all the suicide rates go up and mm-hmm. all those things. Because you don't have the things you're supposed to have. The thing about it is, it's like, you know, when I think about World AIDS Day and, and the reason why they even have it is, is so that we have this solidarity around mm-hmm. HIV and AIDS and, and support those people who have it, you know. And, and But how often do we really do that or how often do we say, you know, things under our breath about those people? We'll be be nice you know Mm -hmm. because it's the politically correct thing to do but what are you saying really like Mm -hmm. when that person is not around um you know what are Mm -hmm. you really feeling within yourself you know about hiv and aids and then i often wonder what do people really do when they feel so sure that it's not going to happen to them Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because Mm -hmm. we know how it's transmitted and that's by having casual sex i'm protected this is a casual sex show and a lot of people are tending in tuning in so I guess there's a lot of people out there having casual sex probably <laughs> a lot of people out there having unprotected casual sex you know right. so I often wonder you know what wh- how do you feel so confident that this this isn't going to happen to you and especially when you open up like karma about being mean to someone 
who has HIV and Karma says, okay, maybe you, we need to visit your house. You yeah. know? <laughs> What's your backyard look like? <laughs> it's like? So I wonder what people think about that. I do so too. So I'm just putting some stuff out there. Right. Um, I would love to have a conversation. And Me too. If you're out there and you have some things that yes. you'd like to say, please, in fact, please, please call in, text in. Yes. Leslie's going to give you that information. I, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's like we're doing a telethon. Um, yes. <laughs> So please, if you have anything to say about this or anything related to sex, love, and relationships, uh, this w- this this show is not regulated only to talking about HIV and AIDS. Although we really wanted to honor um, AIDS Awareness Month by having this discussion um, again, because I think people are seriously underserved around this information in general. Um, the text in number is nine seven one two two zero five nine seven nine. Um, or you can call us at 503-233-9729. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will have more to say about, you know, just all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. All right. See you in a minute. Support for X-Ray FM comes from Cardinal Club, a neighborhood bar and kitchen serving seasonal food and drink from 5 p.m. to midnight Monday through Thursday and 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. Located between Burnside and Cooch on Northeast 28th, Cardinal Club plays vinyl when they're not streaming X-Ray FM. More information available at cardinalclubportland.com.
With casual sex, you're listening to X-Ray FM at KXRY Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM. Streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. And I would like to give you our numbers again. Our numbers are for text in 971-220-5979. For call in, it is 503-233-9729. I am Leslie Harper, and this is my... Dear friend and co-host Maurice Evans. Maurice Evans is his name. Yeah, he is the sweetest little P. So we're talking about all kinds of things. Um, we're talking about World AIDS Awareness Month, National HIV and AIDS Awareness Month, which is December. Um, specifically, right? That's what yeah, we're talking about. And, and we we love to talk about that because we both are just we do um, sexual health and we teach sexual health. Mm-hmm. And uh, how, how can we talk about casual sex and not also um, mm-hmm. talk about Risks. your sexual health and, mm-hmm. and the risks that you may be taking right. when you're indulging in um, casual sex? Right, right, right. And I feel like it's important to say uh, we have a text that I want to get to in a minute, but I want to say this before we go because I want to kind of at least wrap this up to some degree um, before we move on. Uh, Maurice and I were kind of talking about like, you know, who is the audience? Who do we need to speak to? Like what, you know, like is it different to talk to people in prison where you have this concentrated marginalized population of people who Who are not supposed to be having sex by the way. (laughs) Right, but they certainly (laughs) have before they got there and then we also (laughs) were not stupid. We know they are once they get there too. Um, We also know that people shoot drugs in prison because we're not dummies. So there's all kinds of things going on. But, um, but I think that that what's in uh, what I feel is that like really everyone is everyone who is not engaged and 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 is not seeking out this information is underserved. It's certainly not coming to you without you seeking it out, right? And I've been pretty surprised over the last few years um, in talking with people about HIV and Hep C and other um, communicable, uh, you know. Uh, diseases and bloodborne pathogens and all these things. How underserved people are. People who who you know present as very well educated or you know really engage in in you know receiving knowledge and understanding really don't understand at all. And and many can't even say what AIDS stands for. Yeah, like, and they think uh, it's autoimmune. Autoimmune. Yeah, we get that a lot, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and I'm it, not just talking about people in prison. I'm talking about anyone out there who has not actively been seeking out this information. Right. Yeah, and so then, yeah, so we we know that that means um, acquired immune immunodeficiency disease is what AIDS stands for, and, it, and it's very still <laughs> prevalent, even right. though that we we think about okay, you got this amazing things that's happened, like it's went from being a fatal disease to uh, being a chronic condition, right? Right, that right, right. People can mm-hmm. live with it's very easily mm-hmm. managed. It's managed better than diabetes even. We Definitely see, better than diabetes. Yeah, people are not dying from this. But, you know, we see a certain class of people that still experience an AIDS, and I find that interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but... So so just basically to give, like, an outline, because, again, you know, you and I are steeped in this information, and, and it, it needs to be... 
understood that a lot of people don't know that have this like, what we consider to be basic information because we're talking about it all the time. So first of all, HIV is the virus, okay? Um, human immunodeficiency virus. Um, and a lot of people say things like, I don't want to catch AIDS. And, and there's a lot of things wrong with that. The biggest thing being how underserved, once again, that we are <laughs> on this information. Because AIDS is actually a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, AIDS is, is a, a living with is a stage of living with HIV. It's a diagnosis um, that one will receive if they have um, 200 or fewer replicating T-cells. Yeah, and you acquire it. That's what the mm-hmm. A in there stands for. You you get to that place if you don't get treatment, right? Mm-hmm. And if you just ignore the fact that, oh, I don't know my status, right? right. And I'm okay, but you continue risky behavior, and then you may find yeah. out that, you know, I have AIDS because uh, I didn't get tested when I was HIV positive, and I let right. this thing, you mm-hmm. know, grow When you could have taken the HIV cocktail, right. and you could have, right. right. So again, there's th- and that's not judgment or shame, incidentally. Um, no, because people don't do it just because of the stigma that's around it, and so that's why I was really curious about what the audience thinking, what their thoughts right. are. Around, I want to know that too. Around a- a- HIV and AIDS, you know, yeah. if you're, uh, are you tuning out because that's the topic tonight? You know, I'm no, wondering no. what that's looking I wanna, like. For I want to hear that too. Actually, I want to hear what your thoughts are. I want to hear if you have any um, questions because here's a safe place to do that. Here's a safe anonymous place to ask questions if you're not sure. Um, I think it's really important to understand that. You know, the way that HIV is transmitted, um, and, and again, you know, Maurice and I are both not huge fans of statistics, but it is important to understand that HIV has not just gone away. It hasn't just gone in the, like, you know, furthest recesses or whatever. Like, you know, it's still true that about, like, every 10 minutes, someone um, contracts HIV still yeah, in the and, U.S. And, the, and it stays, uh, like, it's, like, flatlined. It's not, like, dipping where it's going away. Mm-hmm. It's what really amazes me. Mm-hmm. And, like, in this area... In fact, cases have increased yeah, in the U.S. in, in the past Multnomah five years. In Multnomah County, mm-hmm. we increasingly, for the last four or five years, mm-hmm. get 100 new cases of HIV every year. Right. You know, it's not 100 and, you know five and going up mm-hmm. you know every year or it's not you know, like 99 or 95 mm-hmm, and 80 mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. down it's right. like kind of flatline so i'm wondering is if our attitude and our view of it is kind of flatline too i don't know oh <laughs> um i think that's an interesting question i think there are a lot of people who don't think about it or look at it because they first of all maybe weren't around during the time when it was so prevalent and so so terrifying right, right? um and I think that there are a lot of people who unfortunately think that it's not something they have to consider, right? Um, because there are a lot of people who still think, oh, it's a gay disease or it's a this or it's that. And I'm here to tell you, uh, it's an equal opportunity disease, man. Yeah, because you're I mean, sexually active and you're not using barriers um, because like, it, it has to get in you, right? That's right. And, and, and not on you. So you're not going to get it from the toilet seat or from somebody <laughs> coughing on you. But You might it, get crabs that you're way, You're going to get it from that person who actually penetrates you. Uh-huh. You, know, um, you said you penetrate. Know, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I like it's that fine. word. It's fine to Penetration. say that. Penetration. It's, it's a technical word. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> But, but no, no, no. Yes, yeah, so Maurice just made a good point, which is this. HIV doesn't live outside the body, okay? Once air hits it, it dissipates, it's gone. So it's important to understand that being around someone with HIV, you're not going to get it. It only lives in, okay, here we go. It only, HIV only lives in four fluids. They are blood, semen, vaginal fluids, um, and breast milk, okay? And so unprotected sex is your one of your, super, your high risk. Um, because you have all these little blood vessels that rupture. So not just incidentally in the anus, 
right? So it's not just gay men, first of all. Second of all, lots of straight men are having anal sex, so let's not pretend like that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Y'all have prostates. It feels good. Give me a break. It is not a gay thing to do something that you enjoy, which is to have a prostate massage through anal sex. Let's not, let's stop that crap right now. This has been happening for a long time on the show that people are right and be like, am I gay because I like anal sex? And I'm like, well, I don't know if you're gay, but I know that it doesn't mean you're gay because you like anal sex. <laughs> right. As it's far a- as if you're gay, I don't know. You're going to have to answer that for yourself, but this doesn't mean you are, right? And, and I think another area where heterosexual men, you know, they, they tend to to like breast milk, you know, and people don't like to talk about that a lot. But, you know, <laughs> um, but, they, they you sure know, do in the prison. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, they so there are those who like breast milk. Well, and, yes. You know, yeah. but, and, and it's, it's kind not of a getting thing, tested. Huh? We know yeah. the blood is getting tested, right. but we although, know that the breast milk is not getting tested. That's true. So although, are you having that conversation with that girlfriend that you are right. getting your breast milk that's from? That's a very low risk, <laughs> though, because you're not, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really, because again, once air hits, so unless you have like this incredible suction and no air is getting in, and also it's really hard to get a virus or enough of a virus into your blood supply by swallowing something. So yeah. breast milk is a pretty low risk in general, right? Um, right, you yeah. know. So, but but one thing that I think a lot of people don't understand about contraction or like you know transmitting this is well, if I'm not gay and I'm not having anal sex, then I'm probably fine. That is not true because everyone, tip of the penis, um, vagina, in, in, intro entrance to the vagina, like right around the opening of the vagina, and the anus all have these blood vessels that rupture every time you have sex, and it doesn't feel like anything, and it doesn't hurt. But every time you have sex, they rupture and then they regrow. And these are direct tributaries to your blood supply. So unprotected sex, whether it is So you have a vaginal, lot of fluids. You have a lot of fluids commingling, right. let's say. You have uh, blood. You have vaginal secretion. You have mm-hmm. uh, I hate semen, the word secretions. That's why I don't say or it. I say vaginal, vaginal fluids. fluids. Yeah. That's okay. Are, you can say secretions. But that's, just, that's the last <laughs> time like I'll right say now. it. That is the last okay. time I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Try being okay. like the penitentiary so, and saying that. <laughs> Vaginal secretions. So you, uh-huh. you can okay, tell that's the that last time I'll say it. this uh, all the time. Right. But anyway, you have all these fluids commingling. Yeah. So these are perfect yeah. opportunities for an infection. It really right. doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter if these is a gay couple or mm-hmm. a, a heterosexual couple. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of uh, new information, too, is that HIV is also found in anal mucus. Right, mm-hmm. on mucosa. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you similar have to anal vaginal sex, fluid, but yeah, anal fluid, right. right? It's anal fluid, and so that's happening whether you're male or female. If you're having anal sex, you have mm-hmm. all these fluids commingling, mm-hmm. and these are the times when it's yeah. like perfect for an HIV infection because mm-hmm. so, it's internalized. There's no air, right. and and as much as long as there's enough of the infection present, um, and these blood vessels are rupturing as you're having sex. Um, then that has direct access to your blood supply, whether you're a man or a woman or straight or gay or whatever. Yeah, and so we seem like we've pretty covered well that. Covered, yeah, the yeah. risk part. Right. Yeah. Um, I always say uh, when we talk about the risks, the unprotected sex. I'm always like, you know, because you have all kinds of fluids going all kinds of places if you're doing yeah. it right. And then the other thing is um, the only way that HIV can live for a period of time outside the body is if it's incubated up inside a needle. So the other high risk is. Um, using uh, unsterilized needles. If you take someone's needle, they have HIV, they have some of the virus, you know, incubated up in that needle, you slam it into your blood supply, that is clearly high risk as well. Otherwise, you're talking about uh, low to unknown risk, 
um, for all these other activities. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I've heard you know on the streets that a lot of people are moving from uh, smoking um, meth to shooting meth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, usually when you think about interjection drug use, people are always thinking about opiates Mm -hmm. and heroin. But Mm -hmm. no, in the Northwest, in Portland, I think mm-hmm. most of the people are, are what they're banging is meth. Maybe right? now, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you I know, mean, back in my in, in the day, in the nineties, it was certainly heroin, but I think yeah, there was a and, lot and more meth. Well, I, I also I also think it's different different graphics too. Mm-hmm. You know who you are, and what's surprising for me is that more African Americans are not only smoking meth, but they're actually banging it, and mm-hmm. usually their drug of choice is heroin or crack cocaine right and so in the northwest i'm seeing that Those it's, are vastly it's really drugs. different yeah right. <laughs> yeah it's it's really different like yeah. when when i'm in texas or in the south mm-hmm. you know the drugs that people are using is not you know meth as much as it is up in the northwest. oh yeah but mm-hmm. yeah so when we think about ingestion drug use it's just not the heroin addicts um, right and so, yeah, we all know what our risks are and just what are you doing about that? Are right. we talking about that? Or are we, you know, having our fear about it and then out of fear, you know, being really mean and saying really hurtful things to mm-hmm. people who ha- are Which is really with typical for humans to do. When right. they're afraid of something and don't understand something, they tear it apart and stomp on it. Right. And so just, you know, I'm just putting that out there. What are you yep. doing? What are you, you doing? Know, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> how, what are you doing? How are you, how are you and, dealing and with And we this? have to take a break in one minute, but I just <laughs> want to say this. This is why I brought up the mental health stigma, right? And, and, I, and the one thing I left out of that conversation about when I was in that hospital and that woman was telling me I should be ashamed of myself as I was lying there thinking this, Maurice. I was thinking, I wish I had cancer, wow. right? Because I wanted to have an illness that people would validate so that I, people would be nice to me. Yeah, isn't that amazing how people are so sympathetic mm-hmm. for people who have cancer? Yeah. And then if you have I was hepatitis like, C or I was AIDS, literally lying uh, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Having, having um, just, you know, tried to end my life and being told I should be ashamed of that and, like, with my throat all scratched up mm-hmm. and sore from having been, you know, intubated and all of these things happening and so sad and so hopeless. And this woman tells me this and I'm just lying there. I remember just thinking, I wish I had cancer instead of this PTSD wait, wait, and this chronic not depression. this woman, this healthcare professional. This healthcare professional. This, yeah, yeah, this healthcare professional She's probably dead now. You. She was old. Yeah, like, but, um, but yeah, so so the stigma is important to discuss, extremely important to discuss. Maybe one of the most important things to discuss, except you know, b- besides um, knowing your status and getting tested and all that. Um, the other most important thing is is the stigma that we experience around this, and that people, especially living with HIV and AIDS, experience. And I think a lot of it comes too out of guilt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, like someone may be doing some of the same things that other people who contracted HIV mm-hmm. and they didn't get it and they feel a little guilty mm-hmm. about it and then they mm-hmm. can be projecting very, it onto someone yeah, else like projecting not me. onto someone not right. me mm-hmm. it's you uh, you uh, know and such I think a complex I think situation. that we see that a lot with and I probably shouldn't say this but I'm going to say it anyway because okay. I always like we were talking tonight about this, this Stats, and I was telling you how I don't like stats, right? right? I don't because like I, and I love your point about stats are always compared to the dominant society or to white people. That's right. So it's like you know, um, 
blacks are getting it at a rate, you know, 45 percent. Yeah, two mm-hmm. white people, and everything is two white <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. You know, and it's like, but yeah. there's more white people, yeah. and there still are more cases of HIV yeah. with white people who have all these resources and have all mm-hmm. these ways of, you know, controlling HIV. But then, you know, when you look at the stats, it's like we're not the ones that's getting it. Right. But you are getting it, and mm-hmm. you're getting it at an alarming rate. That's right. But because and of the white way they women re- more so than ever. Yeah, and the way they report mm-hmm. stats is is that oh no, it's not us. It's just it's them. them. You know, it's, and it's poor not black ch- folk, <laughs> and it's and it's gay people. Yeah, that's right. it. The end. And so I think that that leaves a lot of white people vulnerable it does to indeed. this virus, and I think that's Ignorance. part of the reason why we see this flat line. Yeah. you know, and getting these same new amount of new infections. Every absolutely, year. absolutely. I, we need to take a break, but I will say you're right, Marius. I think ignorance, arrogance, privilege, those things can actually be a danger to you. Um, because you are not informed enough. You need to be. We'll talk more about it when we get back. We're going to take a break. See you in a bit. Support for X-Ray FM comes from SheBop, a woman-owned sex toy boutique specializing in body-safe products and education. SheBop promotes healthy and safe sexuality by offering quality products and educational workshops in a fun and comfortable environment. SheBop welcomes people of all genders and sexual appetites. More information online at SheBopTheShop.com or at their two locations on North Beach Street in the historic Mississippi District and on Southeast Division Street. We're back. We're back. Yeah, we're back. I hope you're sex. still there. Oh, there yeah, they are. there, there. Uh, you can join our conversation tonight by texting in. The text number is 971-220-5979. Or you can give us a call at 503-233-9729. So we are talking about all kinds of things. And we have some text messages to get to. Um, I'm going to read one now. We've got several. Let's start with this one. Um Hi, I am a female child of the 80s and 90s, and my mom wouldn't let me pierce my ears at the mall because she was afraid I'd contract HIV. Is she crazy? Uh, I wouldn't say she's crazy because you could 
certainly get hepatitis C from getting yeah. your... Uh, well, she probably didn't even know. Yeah, but... Not H- cr- well, crazy isn't a word I would use anyway, because yeah, it's... It, no. It, it, there was a, certainly a hysteria. And misinformed. A, misinformed, but but many people were Lack in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> Um, and again, you know, your mother is probably if, if she was your mother in the eighties and nineties, uh, was coming from that place of watching people drop like flies, right? right. Um, and uh, it was extremely traumatizing and frightening, and we didn't know very much about it. So I wouldn't say she's crazy, but the truth is, uh, if you're wondering now if that was accurate information, it is not. No. And the thing is, and, and you know how parents are, we'll do anything to keep you from doing something we don't want you to do. She may not have mm-hmm. wanted you to yeah. have her, your Maybe she just didn't want you to. And so she yeah. used that. And again, this is how myths and stigma, this is how it comes up. You know, people will say things and not understanding, you know, what the real um, impact of what right. they're saying is. It's like how my be. mom said yeah. that she had a. Um, she told us when we were little, and she's gonna kill me for this, but um, my mom told us that she had a pacemaker, um, so in her heart, so she couldn't, cause she was so sick of stopping at like the, um, convenience stores all the time, and she was like, I can't go in there because of the microwave and my pacemaker, and then like at some point we were like, wait, we have a microwave, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous, yeah, you know, the parenting one on one, yeah, she's <laughs> she she's gonna be really mad at me for saying that. But you should really give her her time, Maurice, because she did tell us she had yeah. a pacemaker, <laughs> and so she couldn't go into the convenience stores all the time to get us things like, you know, candy. So I hope you got your ears pierced, and if you yeah. haven't, go get them. You, you don't get, have to worry about you're not gonna contracting contract HIV. HIV. Again, mm-hmm. the highest risk for contracting HIV is uh, unprotected sex and uh, intravenous drug use. Mm-hmm. If you're engaging in that, if you're banging drugs and, mm-hmm. and banging a whole lot of people without <laughs> using condoms. Maurice you, likes to say banging. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, he said it at the prison. It was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny because I could see the officers all bristly, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? He doesn't give a shit." Yeah. I, whoa! <laughs> I swore once again. I meant no. to say a dang. Doesn't no, give a dang. I, I just love being able to say to the guys in the prison is and, and get their expression when I say the only way you're going to leave this mm-hmm. prison with HIV is that you're banging your celly or you're banging dope. Right. right? I love to say that. It's so, really, it is fun yeah. to say, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but but in terms of like what you're saying is that, you know we're talking about like um, needle use. It's important to clarify that the reason why it's high risk when you're shooting drugs. Um, with a needle that might be infected with HIV is because you're literally um, at that point injecting the virus into your blood supply from a incubated source, you know, that goes into your arm, there's no air, and then that goes into your blood supply. So that is very different from, you know, someone taking, you know, a, a piercing tool for your ears, piercing an ear might get blood on it, but then as soon as you pull that piercing tool out, it doesn't live inside the piercing tool. It's dead because the air has hit it. And then it goes into your ear. It's it's not going into your blood supply either. So those are very different things. And I think that that does get confusing. Right? Yeah, it does. And yeah. I could I could see how your mom may have had some fears around that. Well, we Especially didn't know in the eighties. We didn't um, know enough about yeah, it then. Like like Leslie said, in the eighties and nineties, people were dropping like flies. They were. It was so yeah. traumatizing. And your mom did not know how it was contracted, and no one did. And 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 that's just not the case today. And so we don't want to have those kind of narratives going around when it's preventing people from taking life saving medications and also medication that prevents 
prevent them from infection infecting anyone else, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's what a heart medication does. It it suppresses the virus. For, and remind people what heart is. Yeah, heart is highly active antiretroviral therapy. Mm-hmm. Or the HIV and, cocktail. And it's the mm-hmm. HIV cocktail um, in layman's terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's better known as that. But it, it's very, very effective, mm-hmm. right? And so when we put in these dots out here, it prevents people from actually getting that treatment. And the reason I'm talking about this tonight is because I want people to understand you should support people who have been infected with HIV, Mm -hmm. you know, to get treatment, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's how we're going to get to an end of that and to get tested and knowing their status. Exactly. Thank you. And you should get tested and know your status, especially if you're you're sexually active. I mean, I'm very pro-sex. I'm a a highly sexual person and Mm -hmm. I love sex probably more than the average person. But we still have to, if we want to... Uh, control our sexual health. I mean, because it's through our sexual organs that we give birth to our kids and start our families and all those things. So this is important stuff. That's right. You know, and you should really be paying attention to your sexual health. That's right. And it is really important to support uh, your community and and your loved ones and everyone else and and to support the end of HIV by getting tested and knowing your status because that is really the only way. Um, and I, you know, I tell a story often about the first time I got tested. I was already convinced that I had HIV because of the fact that I had already done a number of things that were high risk. And I was working at the Cascades Project in the 80s. And I was a teenager and I'm a drama queen and all that stuff. So I went to get tested. And the reason I say this is because I know that it's really scary. If you've had high risk activity, it is scary. And I know a lot of people who have been who have thought to themselves, oh, I should really do that. Right. You do too, Maurice. Right. Like the thing yeah. of like, I got to do that. I got to get tested. Got to get tested. And then you don't and you put it off. And the truth is, is that it's scary. When the woman called my number to go and get my results, I couldn't walk. My legs were like cooked spaghetti noodles. I had to have people come and like drag me back there like I had just gotten the tar beaten out of me, as they would say in the South. And then, um, you know, after this, she, she said it was negative, but I was so spun out that I thought she said positive, and I literally fell off my chair screaming and crying and, like, going, what? Yeah, what she said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, so my point being that I know as well as anyone that it can be very frightening to get tested, but the bottom line is it's the only way to stay well is to know your status. Well, you know, I'm just thinking about your earlier comment. You, you know, that's how you felt um, when you were getting tested for HIV. Mm-hmm. But you, the same person who just said that, I kind of wished I had cancer, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, but you have to also remember that I was working at the Cascade AIDS Project in 1987 mm-hmm. when I got tested, okay. okay? And so we didn't know a lot, a lot about this. And again, every time I went to a support group every week, there would be three or four people who were gone because they had died the week before from mm-hmm. AIDS or complications. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but that's why I'm thinking that's so ironic that you're saying that because, like, right now people are dying daily from cancer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, they're the reason, not dying yeah. <laughs> daily well, from It is from ironic. HIV. It yeah. is ironic. And and my point is, what, when I said that was, if I'm going to be sick, mm-hmm. I'd rather have you an have illness where people will care for me and treat me and with kindness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rather than telling me I should be ashamed of myself. And, and I'm just bringing uh-huh. it back to that. So yes. people can see how, yes. how uh, stigma affects 
you know, these two different, very, very serious conditions, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. But how we view those make it very, like, as accessing um, treatment mm -hmm. difficult for folks. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, how, how, how difficult it is to share with somebody that I'm HIV positive, especially if somebody that you're wanting to be uh, sexual with, right? right. Mm -hmm. You know, I, and I've had this virus for 30-something years, and it's still not comfortable to say to someone that you are wanting to have sex with that I'm HIV positive because all of that anxiety mm -hmm. always comes back. It always mm -hmm. comes back again, mm -hmm. and, and and it's a direct uh, correlation to the stigma that you feel and the rejection and that, that is you so get. unfair. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I yeah, and I and I get it because it's like even though you know the truth and you know the facts, you also know that there are people out there who don't and have not learned that and are still steeped in the stigma and the misinformation, right? Um, we have another question about um, HIV. That, well, for two, actually. Let's do the one really quickly, then the next one, and then we'll take another, yeah. our last break. One is, can we separate some fact from fiction about how you can get it? Eating semen. <laughs> Maurice and I were cracking about <laughs> yeah. Eating semen. I was like, eh, what about these semen pops I got in the freezer? <laughs> Should I throw these away? Or are they safe? So eating semen, okay. safe or not. Um. It, uh, the truth is, the, the, the CDC no says low yeah. to no risk. Yeah. Because again, uh, as we're talking about, the same way we were talking about ear piercing or whatever, it's very difficult. You have to have enough of the virus present, mm -hmm. right? And so it's very difficult to get enough of the virus. Uh, once air hits it, it dies, unless you have some kind of incredible uh, Android-like suction, mm -hmm. uh, which no one really does as much as they might profess they do. Um, if you're talking about oral, um, it's very unlikely. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would say impossible but I can't say that because the CDC says um, low to unknown risk right and and, and, and I think I, when someone says eating I think they mean like swallowing maybe yeah they do they do and, and that's, that's what yes. I'm gonna assume that right. you mean and, and, and so I was I was you know when I think it, because I do teach sexual health I just don't think that that's healthy anyway I, I mean just me you uh -huh. know I just don't think you because know? there could be some other things that could happen right from, you know, ingesting someone else's semen. Right. You know. I think it's safe if you um, know the status of the person of you're person. with. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because it could be a, a STI that's I don't present. Think, right. It's you not, it's not unsafe it's for not HIV. About, no, it's not unsafe for Yeah, but when I'm thinking of bacterial infections yes. and some gonorrhea. things, and, you know, could um, be... Because, you know, now we have strains from, of gonorrhea that you get in the throat. and Right. Right. And, you know, and these things can ca cause cancer. Like, it may then not cause HPV. you a problem for a long time. And mm -hmm. then later on, you know, when you get older and your immune system is kind of getting we right. weaker, then you have some effects to it. So, but that's just my opinion. I mean, I, well, no, I, I want to stay sex positive, you know. Skip the last break, I think. I'm telling my producer, I think we're going to skip that last break. I mean, because you know what? We can't shut up. You can't stop us. We can't stop this train. This train don't stop. All right. So. Um, the next question. Yeah. Uh, casual sex. Thank you so much for talking about AIDS Awareness Month. What can I do in the Portland area to help a volunteer? That is Maurice's question. Okay. Um, so the main thing that you can do, volunteer, they always need volunteers at Cascade AIDS Project. Mm -hmm. Um you could always volunteer there. You could also volunteer at any of the HIV um, clinics um, that they have in the Portland area. Um, Partnership Project is an HIV mm -hmm. um, organization as well as Multnomah County HIV Clinic. 
Uh, and then OHSU have a HIV clinic as well. Mm-hmm. So, so a clinic through yeah, um, those, the Quest Center, right? Yeah, uh, and then like working at the Needle Exchange is mm-hmm. a good place to volunteer and help. And just really the biggest thing is just like smashing stigma in your that's own you personal arena. That's you know, how you can help. When you hear people saying mm-hmm. things that's not cool, correcting that, that's the best help we can yes. do. You know, and supporting anybody that you know. And don't support them overly so. You know, if mm-hmm. you know somebody is <laughs> HIV. Like saying a group of like, being like, well, oh, let me try I you love to my doctor. friend with HIV and I'm not ashamed <laughs> to say it. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we don't want you to go there. But, you know, just really be aware, you know. Right. And, and I, I'm on this real big thing now because I'm, I'm talking about cultural sensitivity and, and cultural um, humility. Humility, and, and, and I think that when we think about this, the the culture of HIV just really being uh, hum, humility, hum- showing humility uh, yeah. uh, when you are dealing with people. Yeah. I mean, true humility, which doesn't mean humiliate someone. By yeah, it's like you know, just and then the easiest way to do that is how would you want to be treated if you were that way. What, right. what would you need? Yeah. You know, and give that person what you would yeah. need. And, and I think that would be so helpful um, mm-hmm. when it comes to, and not really like thinking about, you know, if I'm going to get it, because you're not going to get it if you're not sleeping yeah. with them or well, sharing Well, yeah, be informed with and be them. safe, like you yeah, would with anything. Right. Because as, as Maurice pointed out earlier, you're more likely, for, first of all, people are dying uh, at much higher rates from things like hepatitis C and diabetes than they are from HIV. Right. Let's get that straight right now. Although people tend to have a much more serious fear of HIV than they do of almost anything else for reasons that we discussed earlier. Right, right. I would rather have cancer than that. And so, Carla, thank you, and I hope you do get out there and plug in some way. Um, There's always uh, work to be done, but I think that more than anything, it's just how we uh, view HIV. Um, It is not no way as dangerous as people make it out to be and it's certainly not I mean we're all sexually active and and then people want to make it be that it's dirty when you um, get a sexually Mm -hmm. transmitted disease because well well, well, also one thing we didn't talk about yet is the fact that first of all we have a a large population of people who are undetectable right mm -hmm. so they're not going to be um, transmitting it to other people. There's also, there are prophylaxis, there's PrEP, there are different things that we can't necessarily go into in the last nine minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. To but, but the truth is, is that well, there are I, ways to not I think the quickest contract. thing to say about what you just said is, is when someone is on treatment, they're not transmitting right. HIV. And so what, what does that say to us? The people who are transmitting HIV are the people who don't know their status mm-hmm. and that don't know that they have right. HIV. So people and, who are arrogant So the people about who it know that they're HIV it. immediately, you know, that's the work we do. Right. Immediately we get them, you know, treatment, uh, treatment get them mm-hmm. in. In, in touch with like providers and, mm-hmm. and get them insurance and the things that they need to get treatment. That's that right. happens instantly. You know, so it's not the people who uh, know that they are positive, it's the people who don't know. Right. So tests, uh, by all means, if you don't know your status, if you never got tested, get tested, and if you're having casual sex, you should be getting tested regularly. That's right, that's right, agreed. And I think so two really good points were made. At the, first of all, I want to remind, uh, if you didn't listen to the show when Maurice was on with us as a guest um, a while back, he said something really poignant that I want to that I want to bring up again, which is, around, I mean, around the stigma. So first I want to say this. 
to the texter and to anyone else out there wondering what you can do around this um, for to volunteer or to help or to be uh, a service um, is work on, first of all, getting the accurate information, knowing it well so that you can be giving that to your community, so that you can be sharing that, so you can be destigmatizing. Speak up when you hear things that are inaccurate or, or um, bigoted or mm-hmm. um, stigmatizing of folks living with HIV and AIDS because, uh, you know, it's up to you actually to say something, just like it is any time that you witness um, you know, uh, uh, injustice. Secondly, um, Maurice said this thing of like, you know, people talk about, oh, I can't seem to find the person that I want to date, or I can't seem to find this, or I can't seem to find that. And the truth is, is that, you know, the person that you would really fit well with, the person that you could love for the rest of your life might be someone living with HIV, might be someone living with AIDS. And so you need to understand that that is not a danger to you to love that person and be with that person. Right, especially when they have uh, drugs like PrEP around. And PrEP mm-hmm. is, uh, uh, God, I'm, I'm having a blank it's right like here. Prophylaxis. So Pro- it is, no, it's um, pre-prophylaxis. Yeah, pre-prophylaxis. <laughs> uh, pre-exposure <laughs> prophylaxis, excuse me. I just kind of have one of those brain things it's mm-hmm. like late it's been a long Same. day but high yeah you have prep and it definitely will prevent you from getting hiv if your partner has it and we also again say that when people are on hiv uh, regimens mm-hmm. then they can't transmit it as so long as they're if you have if you both are protected then you can love that person that's truly your soulmate and you don't have to go into these empty um relationships with people that you don't really yeah. love and you really don't care about. It's a whole population so, of people you can open yourself up to. Yeah. Um, I was going to look up the, what was the, it was the HIV.org? Yeah. <clears throat> um, has a lot of really good information too if you want to look into that further. Um, Maurice, how are you feeling? I'm feeling like that I want people to go out and have lots of sex, right? I'm not saying that sex Mm -hmm. isn't good. I think you should have lots of sex. And I don't think that you should have fear when you're having sex because I don't think it's going to be as much fun if I'm fearful when I'm doing it. I'm fearful that if I engage with this person and I miss a wonderful sexual encounter mm-hmm. because I think maybe they have HIV, right? right? I think we shouldn't live in fear like that. Mm-mm. I am very sex positive and I think, but at the same time you know, I, when we know better, I think we do better, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, you're not immune to HIV no. because you belong to a certain class That's or right. race or no you is. know, none of that. I uh, mean, HIV is not discriminating. Uh, it will infect anybody that has the right opportunity and that is who shares their body fluids with other people right right Mm -hmm. and that's how it's how a person gets that infection so Mm -hmm. go out and get information share information share information and more than anything (laughs) share sex (laughs) have lots of fun just be careful with the body fluid (laughs) um so we have about four more minutes. I want to. I've not been doing a good job of uh, uh, giving the text line because I don't usually do this part. This is usually Carrie's part. <laughs> but the texted number is nine seven one two two zero five nine seven nine. The call in number is five zero three two three three nine seven two nine. We have about four more minutes for you to text in, um, and we're gonna do. In the meantime, a few takeaways. I think. Let's see. Oh, we have a couple of emails too. I wonder if we have time for one email. Before, oh wait, what's this? Oh yeah, 
inquiry these are the takeaways see I'm reading things right now you guys which is really boring when you're listening to the radio and someone's quietly reading something yeah I don't think we have time for um, emails so let's go ahead and read those next week but right now let's do some takeaways so first of all um, December is AIDS Awareness Month um, it's it's World AIDS Day was on December 1st was it December 1st mm-hmm. um, every year right and uh, in December is uh, HIV and AIDS Awareness Month nationally um, it's also the holiday season, which for a lot of people can be an extra difficult time of year. And yes, I, and let me just jump in yes, there and say, please. if you have a friend who is living with HIV and they are single, uh, this holiday season, reach out to that friend, invite them out to coffee. Yes. Um, yeah, they may need you. They may seem like they're really doing well, but just whether they're doing well or not, spend some time with them. It's better to right. be safe than sorry. right. I absolutely agree with that. Or if you have a friend, um, since this, we also talked about this, if you have a friend living with depression or um, a chronic mental health condition, these can yes, be very difficult times yes. too. And, you know, um, people have a really difficult time. People who live with um, depression have a really difficult time um, being out in the world sometimes because, first of all, it's difficult to, to even be in the world, but also because they don't want to seem like a burden, you know, and so they might say they're doing okay. But, you know, just uh, be a friend, you know, encourage them to come around. Um, I encourage them to allow you to stop by and bring some, you know, soup or tea or um, have a hangout or whatever. Yeah, go out to a concert or something, a holiday concert yeah. or anything. Yeah. Um, and if they don't want to leave the house, that's fair. But l- let's <laughs> Don't try to force them. D- certainly don't say this to a depressed person. <laughs> Why don't you try exercising? <laughs> have you tried smiling? <laughs> don't say anything like that. If they are not fit for human consumption, believe them <laughs> and then um, offer yeah. to visit in. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair, right? Yeah, that yeah. is fair. IV drug use uh, and unprotected sex are two of the most common ways that people become infected with HIV. And so more just, so, the only high-risk ways. Yeah, yeah. The, this is where you're at risk. And, and so, you know, if you're doing these things that you're probably putting yourself at risk, if you're not, that doesn't mean that you're off the hook and that you get to to uh, snub your nose at other people who may be at risk. But how do we love and support those people out of their, their risky behaviors that they have? That's right. Um, yeah, and, instead of judging them. So I think that, you know, we're not going to get to an end of HIV with that type of attitude. But I think that if we love and care for people, that we will actually get to I an agree. end of HIV. Mm-hmm. Yes, and if we can look at things intersectionally and realize that there are a lot of people who do not have the same resources and we need to be able to serve all members of our communities, not just the ones in our uh, to the left and the right of us, right? Right. Um, so, yes, thank you for being with us. My guest was Maurice. Thank you, Maurice. I hope Maurice will go and have thank a drink with me. Thank you for having me. Will we go have a drink with me now after this? Oh, I don't know. I have an HFC conference yes, have, early in the morning. Yes, a HFC conference early in the morning. Well, we'll see what happens. But um, next week, you can join us, so please do. And um, we're going to be, once again, talking about love, sex, and relationships, all things uh, inclusive. Um, you can email your questions to us at advice at xray.fm or leave us a voicemail at 971-270-0295. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night. Support for X-Ray FM comes from Taboo Video. 
with the latest adult video releases, toys, lingerie, and more in an inviting atmosphere. Taboo has been a source for adult entertainment to the Pacific Northwest for over 25 years. More information at taboovideo.com or at their locations in Portland and Vancouver.